You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk, WNRI. All right, folks at 107. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Boy, that Paul Pelosi hammer attack is out. And it looks horrifying. Wow. I'm going to play you some of the sound on that. Whew. Just terrible. But this portion of the program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it is lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, and they are going to be jamming this Sunday with uh, what a big weekend it is. The final four, the final four, it comes down, and that's where you're going to have, obviously, I think I think it's going to be the Eagles against Cincinnati. We'll see. Maybe San Francisco can pull it off, but I think it's going to be... The Eagles at Cincinnati, and I also think going forward, I like the idea of the NFC-AFC championship games being played at neutral sites. Now, right now, it's 108. I am going to talk about the Lindsey Clancy story coming up before this hour is done, but they have just released... The Paul Pelosi police body cam footage, and it is horrifying. So, I'm gonna. When he opens it, when he's knocking at the door. These are the police outside. And they are wrestling over a hammer. And then the guy starts viciously attacking. All right, he opens it. They both have their hands on a hammer. Oh, so he immediately says, drop the hammer. And the guy says, no. And... The next thing you know, Paul Pelosi also is holding on to it. And they scramble and he starts hitting him with it. David DePap. So it it is um, the police. The first thing they say is drop the hammer and the guy won't. And Paul Pelosi also has his hand on the hammer. I want to um, find a news report. Okay. Violently assaulted have been released. Let me just find this. I believe we have it. Wow. It's terrible. Now, the police, it's tough. They're like, what's going on here? And the two of them are at the door, and they both have their hand on the hammer. And then when the guy pulled... Um, here it is. And House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Ooh. Pelosi, the suspect in court today. And what we learn, prosecutors showing chilling new evidence for the first time, including body camera video from the officers who arrived. And tonight here, the transcript of Paul Pelosi's call to 911 just before getting attacked with a hammer. Here's ABC's Mola Lenghi tonight. Tonight, a California judge deciding Paul Pelosi's alleged attacker, David DePap, will face trial on multiple charges, including attempted murder. Though news cameras were not allowed inside the courtroom, tonight, for the first time, prosecutors played body camera video showing the moment 42-year-old DePap allegedly attacked Pelosi with a hammer, fracturing his skull. Officers testifying today said DePap was on a suicide mission when he broke into the Pelosi San Francisco home back in October, looking to take the House Speaker hostage. 
Investigators say DePat brought a sleeping bag and a backpack containing a laptop and a passport and had a hit list that included California Governor Gavin Newsom, actor Tom Hanks, and President Biden's son, Hunter. Speaker Pelosi was not home at the time of the break-in. Today, prosecutors playing Paul Pelosi's 911 call, asking the operator, are the Capitol Police around? I got a problem. A gentleman just came into my house waiting for my wife to come home. The operator asks, what is your name? Pelosi responds, Paul Pelosi. He told me to put down the phone. The operator asks, what is his name? A voice could be heard saying, David DePap. Prosecutors identifying that voice as DePap's. Prosecutors today showing the judge the hammer allegedly used in the assault. Pelosi continues to recover from his injuries. Today, appearing alongside his wife at the Capitol as the speaker's portrait was unveiled. Well, DePap is due back in court December 28th for an arraignment on these state charges. He is also facing multiple federal charges. Now, he has pleaded not guilty to all the charges and is currently being held without bail, David. All right, Mola Lenghi on this case again tonight. Thank you, Mola. All right, now the, the body cam video has been released. I want to find this. It doesn't seem to be a lot of foul language, but could be some. And I want to be sensitive to that. So let me find, uh, they did a special report. Oh, no, that's, um, oh, my goodness, family of the charged in connection with the death. But Memphis tonight could just explode. Whew, not a good night to be in Memphis. Let me... um. Let me see who has the Pelosi story without, um, and maybe it was cleaned up just a little bit. I don't, again, I don't think there's a lot of bad language, but boy, it looks terrible. He opens the door. He looks like something you'd wear when you were sleeping. Put it that way. And Chief Hugh Clemens is leaving today. It's his final day in uh, in Providence. Wow, the video is. Um, I mean, the the police are standing right right there, and and they're boy, they're lucky that he didn't. He could have killed him right there. Yikes. All right, now let me also just stay on track here, folks, because I do want to talk about here's David DePap struggling over the hammer. Um, nope. He yanks the hammer away and swings it at Pelosi. Police rush into the house, pull DePap off. Pelosi remains on the floor. Again, requesting backup as they handcuffed him. It's pretty violent. It was very violent. Huh. Fractured skull and injuries where you can see it with the hammer. You know, I'll say this. I know some people were then talking about and joking about that it was possibly like a male prostitute or something. I There's no evidence to suggest that. And it sounds to me that he was just, again, trying to remain calm as this guy was suddenly then going off on him. He intended to kidnap Nancy Pelosi, wanted to break her kneecaps. Ugh. Not guilty, six charges. But that scene, they're trying to determine what exactly is going on. But one thing they note is there's two guys standing there, and they both have their hands on a hammer. So Paul Pelosi is a second man, and they're trying to figure out. They exchange a few words, see the hammer, tell him, drop it. He says no, and then he starts now. Paul Pelosi, you don't know what to do, but what he should, and again, I told, I know this sounds like a Monday morning quarterback, but what he should have done was then rush forward. He should have rushed forward because then he could have got past the police and then this guy with the hammer would have then just been dealing with the police you know it's another example that when police officers are out they never know what they're going to be dealing with and this is a um 
Wow, it's pretty rough when they start going after him with the hammer. Whew. Hmm. I know now I'm seeing somebody just put this even weirder than it sounded, but I I, I don't again, I people are just if people want to continue to harp on that. All right, let me hear Fox News obtain the surveillance video from it showing him busting a window with his hammer. Do we have, uh, is this sound on this? Look at the video on the attack of Paul Pelosi, husband of former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Look at this. Now, remember I told you that there were going to be things other than the police body cam that would be released. This is the surveillance video outside the home. And that is the suspect, DePat. And you see him, he put some items down, you see him breaking some glass and the, the fragments of glass that are that are breaking now. Emily, talk to me about this as evidence in the case. Well, so keep in mind that... You know, it's... I mean, the guy clearly was breaking in from the outside. Um... I, I'm, I'm still... This is, I'll let everything filter out. What I see when I look at this, and again, for those that are just tuning in at 118, it's the the body cam footage of the attack on Paul Pelosi was just released. But when I look at that, I see what seemed to be a very, very violent attack. Very, very violent attack. Now... I also want to touch on tonight, as I mentioned, is going to be a very violent night because they're going to release footage of this situation in Memphis. So that's going to spark rioting. I will be out with police. So we'll see if maybe they're bracing for trouble tonight in Memphis, put it that way. No one's going to be walking in Memphis tonight. Let me just hear this... um, they're going to release the body cam of just how violent it, the attack was. Let me just play this up. a quick piece out of, uh, of Memphis. Tyree Nichols' hospitalization and death are set to be released. These are now officers who have been charged there to Darius Bean, Demetrius Haley, Desmond Mills Jr., Justin Smith, and Emmett Martin III. They're facing felony criminal charges, including second-degree murder and aggravated kidnapping and assault to the district attorney here saying that there were two confrontations on January 7th. In the first, he says pepper spray was deployed and Nichols ran away. The second one, he says, happened during his arrest. That one, prosecutors say, landed the 29-year-old in the hospital where he died three days later. Attorney for two of the former officers, Mills and Martin, saying their clients intend to plead not guilty. ABC News has reached out to Smith, Bean, and Haley, but we have not heard back. And guys in a vigil overnight. Tyree's mother saying that she wants a peaceful protest, saying that she doesn't want anyone tearing up the city. Yeah, good luck with that. More peaceful protest, just like what we saw in Atlanta, perhaps. My goodness. All right, now the latest on the situation in Duxbury. Good afternoon at 120. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. As I mentioned, we will be doing uh, Cranston PD Live tonight, and then I'll have more on the situation in Duxbury. Uh, I'll have more on that on the website. But I am hearing, and you're not going to hear this from anyone else, um, but what I am hearing is that the mother involved in Duxbury very much her injured herself when she did jump out that window of the second floor. Not enough to take her own life, but I have heard that she very much uh, did damage herself. So that could lead to an interesting question. If 
I mean, I have heard that the mother from Duxbury, that 32-year-old mother, I mean, I, I have heard that she potentially is actually, Lindsay Clancy is maybe at this point, now you don't know what could happen, but potentially almost paralyzed from the neck down. I've heard she's had trouble breathing on her own. I have also heard that that little infant is in very, very rough shape. So now there are other parts of this. And and there are some, what I think are some very reasonable questions. Because it it does seem, it's so out of the ordinary, right? And again, good afternoon at 122. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I think it's a reasonable question that if she was that much the state that she was in, why was she alone with those children? People are asking that. I don't have an answer for that at the moment. I don't. I've heard it's possible that it's possible that a mistake was made in the fact that that she was not in fact supposed to be left alone. I have heard that. Um, this is um, this is obviously not a time that you want to blame um, her husband, um, family, friend. We don't have all the information as of yet, but. You know, running quickly out to get takeout, it may seem like I'm going to be back in 50. I mean, it it could be. Someone might think I'm going to be right back. And what could happen in, you know. 15 minutes, but then as we know, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of traffic and then there's maybe the order's not exactly ready and there there could be various scenarios where um, that, that people maybe get what you think is just going to be 10 minutes, it may not seem like a lot. It may not seem like, you know, it was, it was only, it was only 20 minutes, but a lot seemed to happen in that short amount of time. Now, people are asking me about the children. And I think what I have learned by speaking with a mother who her daughter was a little friend on the little girl who lost her life, Cora. And I'm going to let that, I'll, I'll let the system play that out. I, um, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be the one to. I know people are curious about it, and I've heard some pretty gruesome things, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to um, get into that. Now, at 126, I fully get this Paul Pelosi story, but I want to, it's more of a visual. It's more of a visual. And then I'm going to let people make their own decisions, because then some people are saying that. You know, now they, they think it's really odd. I, I don't know. It just looks like a very violent attack. That guy got into the house. 
and it sounds it sounds like that Paul Pelosi kept his cool and now that you know Fox has the outside footage of this guy with a hammer breaking into the house so I mean, if people are still going to mock it and want to, um, you know, still try to insist that I'm seeing it right now. I mean, somebody has caption contest of Paul Pelosi's in his underwear. He has his hand on the hammer and the guy's sitting there when the police open the door. I, I I don't know. You know, there's another story out there that, uh, and I, Mount Pleasant sent out an email. They're trying to raise money for a student that when you um, come into the country, a lot of times you have to pay somebody, or pay a coyote, they call them, to um, get you over the line. And as a result of that, you know, you have, so they sent out a fundraising email that they need to pay this, the cartel or the coyote, I should say, like around $5,000. Now, I know someone could say, don't pay, but you have to realize, and I'm against, totally against illegal immigration, but there is, um, There is, you know, there's the family back in Mexico to consider on if someone would just say, don't pay them. All right. I want to go to FBI Director Christopher Wray. Watch the video of the traffic stop that led to Tyree Nichols' death. He said he was appalled. Struggling to find a stronger word. I'll tell you, I was appalled. Now, the guy ended up dying from this. Five officers have been fired in Memphis. Yes, I, uh, what happened in, in Memphis is obviously tragic. I have seen the video myself, and I will tell you, I was appalled. I'm struggling to find a stronger word, but I will just tell you I was appalled. Um, the FBI, working with the Justice Department, uh, takes great pride in our color of law investigations, and we will pursue, as has already been announced, an investigation here, and we'll do it professionally, without fear or favor, by the book, uh, as I think is expected of us. Uh, as far as preparation, all of our field offices have been alerted to work closely with their state and local partners, including, in particular, course, in Memphis, in the event uh, of something getting out of hand, but I would just add my voice to the attorney generals uh, and to the families uh, to whom my heart goes out uh, that there's a right way and a wrong way in this country to express uh, being upset or angry about something. And we need to make sure that if there is that sentiment expressed here, it's done in the right way. Now, they're going to release this video. It's my understanding tonight at seven o'clock. And they are expecting trouble all over the country. Now, with this situation in Memphis, and I fully get that a lot of people, you may be unfamiliar with it, but you haven't seen the video just yet. Um, five of the officers were not only fired, and they're, they're five officers of color. Not only were they fired in Memphis, but they're also being charged with the man's murder. So I want to, um, so you have a, a, a person of color who's a suspect and you have five officers of colors, police officers, but they still believe, and they, I know they used a stun gun and a pepper spray, uh, not a pepper spray, pepper spray, And it's my understanding that the suspect kept saying, um, you know, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? I want to play just for a little background 
this is the uh, Today Show piece on, this is the Memphis case now. Memphis, this is the city on edge, bracing for today's release of Tyree Nichols' arrest video. He was hospitalized and then died three days after a traffic stop. The five Memphis police officers involved were immediately fired and charged with murder yesterday. At a vigil last night, his mother called for peaceful protests. NBC senior national correspondent Tom Yamas is in Memphis for us this morning. He was at the vigil last night and joins us now. Tom, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning to you. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation put it simply, this was wrong, this was criminal. And later today, we'll know exactly what they're talking about when they release that footage, which is going to come from three places, police body cam, police dash cam, and surveillance video of the area. And this morning, we can report four of those five Memphis police officers charged with second-degree murder have now bonded out of jail. This, as Tyree Nichols' family, including his four-year-old child, is demanding justice. And now President Biden even calling for calm here in Memphis. This morning, Memphis bracing and officials begging for peace as video is set to be released showing how 29-year-old Tyree Nichols ended up like this and later dying while in police custody. Our family is grief-stricken. Overnight, a prayer vigil at one of Nichols' favorite spots, a Memphis skate park. His mother sending this message to the city. I didn't see it, but from what I hear, it's going to be horrific. But I want each and every one of you to protest in peace. Five fired Memphis police officers have now been charged with several crimes, including second-degree murder, aggravated assault, and kidnapping. The actions of all of them resulted in the death of Tyree Nichols, and they are all responsible. The footage, which has been viewed by Nichols' family and their attorneys, but not yet made public, shows a January 7th traffic stop and a confrontation with those officers. Then, an alleged beating the family describes as similar to what happened to Rodney King. Oh, boy. According to the family's attorneys, an independent autopsy found Tyree suffered from extreme bleeding caused by a severe beating. But it's still unclear exactly what happened. Police say they pulled Nichols over for reckless driving around 8.30 p.m. that night. A confrontation followed. Pepper spray was used and Nichols fled on foot. There was another altercation uh, at a nearby location at which the, the, the serious injuries uh, were experienced by Mr. Nichols. After some period of time of um, waiting around afterwards, he was taken away by an ambulance. Nichols would die three days later. The incident now being investigated by local, state, and federal authorities. Two members of the Memphis Fire Department, who were part of Nichols' initial patient care, were also fired while an internal investigation continues. Wow. Absolutely, we'll plead not guilty. Defense attorney Blake Ballin is representing former officer Desmond Mills Jr., who posted bail overnight. You haven't seen the video, but I'm sure you've seen that photo of Tyree Nichols in the hospital. When you saw that, what did you think? It looks like somebody crossed the line. And I believe the proof will show that Mr. Mills is not one of the officers. They crossed that line. The Memphis community angered, huh. saying true justice goes beyond these charges. This is not about race or color. This is about a race against the injustices that's called police brutality. Okay, we also want to mention that at least one of the other police officers charged, Emmett Martin, also plans to plead not guilty. That, according to his attorney, and NBC News has also learned that several of the officers involved were part of Memphis PD's Scorpion Unit, which targets auto theft and gang crime. But investigators have not yet mentioned or said why it was that unit that stopped Nichols. Savannah? Tom Nelmas in Memphis for us. Wow. Holy cow. Boy, that is explosive. Prosecutors believe the video is going to make their case. Now, again, I want to hear this is a um, perspective about the case. Right now, it's 1.36 on this Friday. And you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, A lot of people, because of the news of the week, are maybe not that familiar with this case. 
out of Memphis. You're, you're going to learn about it tonight. And when you see the body cam footage, when they're saying the worst beating since Rodney King. Now, I want to hear this uh, today's show. Uh, attorney kind of walks through it. I think this is a good segment. Senior legal correspondent, Laura Jarrett, for more perspective. And, I mean, you see charges coming this swiftly. It certainly suggests that prosecutors feel they have a very strong case. Yeah, look, these cases are never easy. Convictions are never the norm. It's not always the case that it's a slam dunk. But clearly, the prosecutors must believe that the video is so compelling in this case. And we haven't seen the video, but we have heard it described time and again as simply horrific. Prosecutors must believe that the, the video is going to make their case. Because as you know, Savannah, the defense is always... The the officer reasonably believed that his life or his fellow officer was in danger. We'll, we'll see the video a, a little bit later today. The key charge here is second-degree murder. That is essentially the most serious charge that could have been pressed here under these facts. Yeah, under these facts, it looks like this is the highest it could go because second-degree murder, the basic issue there is that the officers must have re- been reasonably certain that what they were doing that day was going to kill Tyrese Nichols. You didn't have intentional to, killing. You didn't have to intend to set out that day. Imagine you and I get in a fight. I pick up a bat. I hit you over the head. I should know that that could reasonably cause your death. Even if I didn't walk into that fight intending to kill you premeditated, it doesn't require that. But it does require you to be reasonably certain that that could happen. All five officers here have been charged identically. All the same charges. We've already seen at least one defense attorney saying something happened to this young man, but my client is not the perpetrator. Tell us how this dynamic might unfold as we go along. Yeah, watch watch for the finger pointing to happen. And we saw this in the case of Derek Chauvin, that former Minneapolis police officer, where, you know, the other officer said, I didn't do it, but look what he did. That's That's what you could potentially see here. And you hear the defense attorney setting it up saying, a line was crossed, but it wasn't my guy. I think that's what you want to watch out for. But you also see the prosecutors making interesting charging decisions here about official misconduct and even mentioning at the press conference yesterday, you don't actually have to be the one that is physically hindering him. If you're sitting there and you're watching it, you have a duty to intervene. And so that's part of the charging decisions here. There were a lot of other charges. Uh, What do you make of, I mean, kidnapping among them. You you talked about the the use of excessive force. I mean, essentially, they're throwing the book at these defendants. Yeah, it shows that they think they have have a really strong case, again, likely tied to what's on that video and wanted to make an aggressive decision to go after them as hard as they could. All right, Laura, thank wow. you Wow. Folks, I mean, again, that is not melodramatic. That is not melodramatic in any way. All right, right now, at 1.39, good afternoon, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com on this sunny Friday Enjoying some uh, nice weather. Now, coming up again, reminder, tonight, yours truly, I will be out, Cranston Police, Cranston PD Live. Who knows? Maybe there'll be some trouble as a result of that video being released. I know in a lot of major cities, they are gearing up that there's going to be trouble. In New York City, in Atlanta, in Chicago, Philadelphia. Harrowing footage, wild body camera video shows violent Paul Pelosi hammer attack. Shows that he was viciously pummeled with a hammer by this David DePap. I mean, I, as I've been saying, I see nothing um, humorous about what happened to Paul Pelosi. I think the whole thing, I mean, we're between that and then what they're going to release tonight. This could be an interesting Friday night and weekend. Let me also just, I'm reading some of the headlines. Who is it? Oh, Tom Brady shocked former Patriot teammate Rob Ninkovich with angry, oh, text. Oh, I don't know, it was a text. Doesn't appear to be in his good graces. Rob Ninkovich, during Friday's installment of the Keyshawn Max on ESPN, Former Patriot linebacker, now serves as an NFL analyst, said he texted the Buccaneers quarterback after the season and he lost the Cowboys in the, and didn't get a warm response from Brady. Is Tom trying to win another Super Bowl or is he going to go home and hang out with the family? Johnson asked, to which Ninkovich said he didn't know. I've been trying to investigate. Oh, so he's being asked this on this show. 
trying to investigate that. I've been trying to get some info out of that, and I'm not getting anywhere. And then I tried to be nice and just, you know, hit up a friend and be like, hey, man, great season. I hope you're recovering. You finished well. You still got it. And he responded, not according to your hard-hitting analysis. The whole soundbite can be heard at 744. Ninkovich seems surprised by Brady's text. Jamie Williams chimed in. That's what I love about this job. We have a personal relationship with a lot of guys, and you try to be objective. They get heard about it. Um, let's see. After the crew appeared shocked and cheered a laugh, he added, I was trying to be nice. Now I'm trying to think back, like, what did I say bad? Max Kellerman also recalled when Ninkovich said last January he wouldn't be surprised if Brady retired after last season. Oh, okay. So it's just, in other words, it's a non-story. All right, let me move on here. The Pelosi footage, I'm telling you, you watch for you. Amy Roback and TJ Holmes are out at ABC. Wow. Huh. Another big story there. Wow. Oh, again, on their way out. A court page strips can confirm. Hmm. All right. Now, this Tyree Nichols video includes acts that defy humanity, says the Memphis chief. The fatal cop beatdown. It was as horrific as the 1991 beating of Rodney King. Police Chief Cheryl Davis ripped the five officers, told CNN she watched the footage, but the same, if not worse, than Rodney King. That level of violence. He was beaten up by police officers January 7th, and then he died in the hospital. I mean, you look at the guy there. Hmm. They insist it didn't involve race. The victim was black and the five accused cops are black. (laughs) I just don't think that's going to matter. Now, Memphis, by the way. uh, In 2021, the Memphis force had about 56% black officers, according to a Fox TV affiliate. Black residents in the city made up about 65% of the population at the time. The chief claimed the cops involved did absolutely everything wrong in the traffic stop. Nichols fled the stop only to be pursued by the police to a local park where they administered their beating. Hmm. Let me just, I think I have sound of the chief. I think we have sound of that. Can I just play that for a moment here, folks? And again, good afternoon. <laughs> so much for the lighthearted Friday show. This sounds like all hell's going to break loose tonight. Well, it certainly is in Memphis. And then they're expecting this. New York is we next. But what I think is going to be different here is I think this is going to lead to aggression towards police. Okay, here's the... Uh, Okay. Here's of transparency. When the go. video is released in the coming days, you will see this for yourselves. I expect you to feel what the Nichols family feels. I expect you to feel outrage in the disregard of basic human rights, as our police officers have taken an oath to do the opposite of what transpired on the video. I expect our citizens to exercise their First Amendment right to protest, to demand action and results. But we need to ensure our community is safe in this process. None of this is a calling card for inciting violence or destruction on our community or against our citizens. You know, I think people could start acting out against law enforcement. That would be my guess. Folks, it's 146. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. The reason why this Memphis story is so significant is because now the video of the beating is going to take place. Uh, The video is going to be released, excuse me. 
It's going to be released tonight. They're doing it tonight. Now, 7 o'clock, Memphis, I believe they're an hour behind us. Let me see these other headlines, by the way. Moscow Ready's new attack. Gains before tanks. Strike plan exposed in satellite photos. Loyal to motherland. Joining Russia's youth army. Uh, race against time before Europe engulfed. Auschwitz anniversary marked as peace again shattered. And the Polish prime minister accuses Putin of building new camps. The World Health Organization is urging stockpiling radiation meds. I'm going to repeat what I've said. I believe our... I believe that our military is far more superior, and I believe that if they try anything that could result in something cataclysmic, that I believe that our military would would jump in. So, uh, meaning, you know, shoot it down, what have you. But boy, this sounds like a very dangerous situation tonight Uh, um, because of again because of the video and what time it's um, that it's going to be released so let me see just what else that's big news the Paul Pelosi video you know when you get a chance watch it I mean to me it just seems it seems very, very violent. And Fox News, by the way, they also had the footage of him breaking into the Pelosi home. So it is true that some people were claiming that it was staged. But you see him. He's like a maniac with the hammer outside the home. But that video of which I'll be the first one, there have been a lot of jokes about it. It sure is not funny, or there's nothing amusing about it when you see it. Now, in regards to the situation in Duxbury, more and more, I, I'll just say this at 149. It sounds as, to me that that 32-year-old mother, who I'm learning that she she was in intense program for her postpartum depression, but I'm I'm hearing that it was being done by Zoom. I don't know how effective that could be. I'm also hearing she was told, or the husband was told, and was told not to leave her alone, not to leave her alone, and he. Maybe they didn't fully understand the gravity of the situation because then she was alone with those children when she when he went to go get the takeout. I want to repeat, I've heard the infant, the seven-month-old boy is in very, very serious condition, very serious condition. And I've heard the mother, Lindsay Clancy, is in very, very serious condition as well. And that could, I mean, I would imagine then they're still going to go through with the, she's going to be brought up on murder charges for the two children and the attempted murder of the infant. But I'm hearing that she is right now almost like a paraplegic and has trouble breathing on her own. So I guess they still go ahead with the charges, but. I don't know where it's, I don't know where it is. Unfortunately, right now, there's no good news coming out of the Duxbury story. None. All right, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Let's see if I can find our friend John Francis and uh, get him on the line. Oh, let me try it again. Oh, he's on the line. Let me try it one more time. Normally, I like to talk to our friend John Francis. Nope. And I'll try one more time. He is. Nope. Busy signal. 
That's odd. All right. Instead, we will call our friend Marie at It's My Health. Folks, it is a sunny Friday afternoon. Make sure you get out on this uh, sunny day. And it looks like sunshine today and tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Folks, on the line with us on this sunny Friday, Marie, the sun is out. You're on Menden Road, and it's It's My Health. Good afternoon, Marie. Good afternoon. It is a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. Now, Marie, we are on to right now the final Friday in January. But what that means is we still really have February, March. We have a couple months ahead that can be very difficult for people staying healthy, cold, flu season, aches and pains. I think today would be a perfect day to stop into It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I think it would be, too. Yep. And if someone were to pop in, I have a feeling you could point them in the direction of some tremendous quality products that will keep not only them healthy, but their family healthy. We have products that are great for adults, for children. We even have things for pets. Now, Marie, on top of that, this time of year, uh, people can have some different aches and pains. Tell us about some of the hemp and CBD. So we do have CBD, hemp CBD, um, in oral products, so some oils, and we have tablets as well and some soft gels. And we also have uh, topicals, so things that can be applied to specific areas that might be hurting. And some people do a little bit of both. They might take some and and use and put it on topically, and we have we do have CBD and gummies as well for the people who prefer to to do it that way. And can you talk a little bit about some of the local products that you carry? Sure, we have some great local honey. Um, we also have local maple syrup. We even have some gum that's made uh, right here in Greenville. That's really yummy gum, and I'm not a big gum chewer, but but I can chew their gum. So we're always looking for various products that are made locally. Um, can go into some of the skincare things that we have as well. So we're always always looking for for things that are made locally and supporting our um, our local entrepreneurs. Folks, again, it's Marie. It's my health. Ten ninety nine Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie, it's been a, a little bit of a difficult week, but today it is sunny. Tomorrow is sunny. Um, what are your hours for the remaining part of today, and what are your hours tomorrow? Oh, we'll be here till 5.30 today and from 9 to 4 tomorrow. Folks, she is the Queen of Health. It's Marie at It's My Health, 1099, Mended and Cumberland. Marie, your work is fantastic. Your service is second to none. Keep up the great work, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. Take care. All right, folks, there it is. Marie at It's My Health, 1099, Mended Road in Cumberland. All right, let me see if I can reach. Oh, we can. John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. Boy, an eventful... Um, Sounds like an eventful Friday night here with uh, with this video. Folks, joining us on the line right now, there he is, the defender of the faith. It's our friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? I am looking at your Facebook page. And uh, granted, it was, it was posted a while ago, but you posted, received this really nice used Wyndham weaponry, WW15. Is that still available or did that sell no that um that is still available oh wow what can you tell us about it uh so uh the wyndham uh weaponry uh company is actually the uh, original bushmaster firearms company um years ago remington uh which was part of a larger uh investment group purchased the Bushmaster uh, rights in the factory from the original family who started it. Um, and then after a few years, they uh, they ended up closing that factory in Maine and moving all the production to uh, Ilian, New York, where Remington is. Well, that devastated the town of Wyndham because they were the biggest employer. So uh, the family um, that you know had sold the business originally went to uh, that uh, investment group and said, like, we want to buy it back. And they said, well, okay, but, you know, you can't compete. You can't use the same name. So um, that's when they changed the name to Wyndham Weaponry. And two weeks after the it, it shut down, they reopened it. 
brought back half the workforce. Now they're back at full capacity. And um, so the Wyndham uh, weaponry models are essentially the same Bushmasters that they used to make years ago. Uh, this one has a heavy 16-inch uh, uh, barrel. Uh, it's got a quad rail, so you can put, you know, an optic, a uh, light laser, forward grip, whatever you want. Uh, it does have the adjustable stock. It comes with four 10-round magazines and a custom nylon carry case. Uh, and it also has a SIG Romeo 5 dot sight uh, as well. Folks, again, we're speaking to John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Now, John Francis, on this Friday, and it's a sunny day, that is just one of the things. What else? If somebody were to wander into competition today or tomorrow, anything else of note that you may want to peak or someone that might pique their interest? Well, uh, when you called, I was just in the process of posting some more items on uh, my Facebook page. Great. Uh, so I got in some pretty interesting uh, consignment items late last night. Uh, so I have a Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. So this is a twenty-two. Uh, rifle that literally you break it down, all the components go into the plastic buttstock, and then when you seal the cap on it, it will actually float if you were to drop it into the water. Wow. So oh. it's, a, it's essentially a backpacking slash survival gun. Uh, it comes with the uh, an original Henry nylon carry case and a number of survival items uh, like food, a blanket, paracord. Uh, uh, material to start a fire if you need to. It, it looks like it's, it, it's it's very low mileage if it's even been used at all. Um, and he's only asking three twenty five for the whole package. John Francis, what are your hours for? That's a really, that is excellent. Really good deal. Yes. What are your hours and, for the rest? Go ahead. Uh, and I've got a Sig uh, P three sixty five carry uh, carry nine millimeter. This is in their Coyote Brown. Comes with three mags. It's the NRA edition, uh, so it also has night sights as well, and it does come with an inside the waistband holster, and I got a Smith & Wesson M&P 10mm uh, pistol with a hollow sun dot sight and a streamlight tactical light. Fantastic. What are your hours today, and what are your hours for tomorrow? So today we're here till 6, and tomorrow 9 to 4. Folks, competition shooting supplies. John Francis, excellent job as always. I'll see you sometime next week. All right, John, thank you. All right, folks, there it is. John Francis, competition shooting supplies. Well, right now it's 159. You're listening to the Don DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I want to uh, thank JR, Jeff. Fantastic job, everyone. Again, uh, big news of the day is the Paul Pelosi video has been released. It's very violent. And then tonight... This Memphis police beating video is going to be released. Now, they're saying that we haven't seen a video like this since Rodney King. So it could be a very eventful night. I will be out with Cranston Police. You can watch me Facebook Live with Cranston PD Live. It's Sean DePietro again. Great job. JR, folks. WNRI, Socket.